Let us commence the worship of the Lord this morning by turning in our Bibles to Psalm 122. Psalm 122. In the New Testament, we come into the house of the Lord when we assemble like this as a body of believers. The building is not the house of the Lord. It was in the Old Testament, but it's not in the New. We have a living body, an organism made up of living stones that he has put together. Psalm 122 is a wonderful psalm about the church, about Mount Zion, about Jerusalem, referring to it as the place of God's worship. And it fits the New Testament as well as the Old when it is properly understood. We just want the first verse this morning. Psalm 122 and the first verse. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. This is a psalm of David. So the I, that first person, personal pronoun is David. He was God's favorite. He had a great name in the earth. The Bible tells us that God gave him, by military successes primarily, a great name in the earth. He had every means of pleasure outside the church of God that a man could have in that generation. He had it all. Yet he is the one that is going to make this statement. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. He said, I was glad. And so let's think about that word glad just a moment and some of the synonyms in our language. To be glad is to be happy, to be excited, Mm -hmm. to be anticipating, to be pleased, delighted, joyful, eager, ready, and thrilled. I was glad. I was thrilled. I was ready. I was eager. I was anticipating. I was excited. I was happy. This is David speaking. He could have made himself happy in any number of ways because he had all the means at his disposal. But he chose to be happy with the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us. And so I want you to notice the plural pronouns that are used. I was glad when they, that's a plural pronoun, and us is a plural pronoun. Corporate worship with others is God's choice and God's design. God did not choose nor design for us to worship at home alone, in the woods alone, in a deer blind alone, or anywhere else alone, in a closet alone. He ordained corporate worship, and David recognized that. David needed others less than anyone else on earth. Think about it. David had a relationship with God that transcended any other relationship that anyone else in Israel had. And yet he's the one that was glad when they said unto me, let us. That is, that is precious and it's powerful. Though king, he joined others. Though he was the king and he usually is the, was the one saying, do this, do that, go here, go there as a king. Here he was responding to those that wanted to worship in the house of the Lord. 
I was glad when they said unto me, let us. And then it says go. There's a verb involved. Go is the effort for doing something more than at home. It's more than prayer before meals. It's more than personal devotions. It is to go someplace. In the Old Testament, there was a place to go. And in the New Testament, there is a place to go. And that is the assembly of the saints. When ye are all come together into one place, the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 11, is how we worship in the New Testament. God had a place and has a place in both Testaments. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. Where? Into the house of the Lord. Going into a church of the New Testament is not going through a pair of doors. It's coming in here in prayerful assembly and humbling ourselves before God and his word and entering into corporate worship together. The house of the Lord is what it says. Let us go in to the house of the Lord where the Lord God has chosen to dwell on earth and to be worshipped by his people. Let's go there. David would say in Psalm 27 and verse 4, and a young man named David, who was recently baptized and joined our church, said that this was his favorite verse. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. And this is that David. Hezekiah, in Isaiah 38, is going to be identified and connected with David, his father. David had this love and zeal for God's house. This gladness, this level of happiness, this level of excitement about worship. So did Hezekiah. The first day in office at the age of 25. Hezekiah took a pair of bolt cutters, went down the street to Church Street, and found the temple of the Lord all chained up because of his wicked father Ahaz. He cut those chains. He stood in a box and addressed the priests of God, all of which were 30 years of age and older, and said, My sons, you will clean this place up and get it ready for worship. And there are several chapters in Second Chronicles about Hezekiah's great revival of religion. It is a wonderful thing to read about. And he held the Passover out of order, and God accepted it out of order because he wasn't going to wait a whole year. He was past the first month of the year, so he said, the good Lord will pardon us if we just go ahead and do it in the second month of the year because I don't want to wait 10 more months or 11 more months till we can do it on schedule. And I know the people and the priests haven't had time to fully sanctify and purify themselves but the good Lord pardoned everyone. And what a revival there was in Judah. And so there were strangers that fell to them. Out of the other ten tribes, some of those that had been left behind, they wanted to come and and participate in that revival. My point being, Hezekiah, when he was 25, loved the house of the Lord. Hezekiah, when he heard about Rabshakeh's insults, went into the house of the Lord. Hezekiah, when he got a letter from Sennacherib, went into the house of the Lord. Hezekiah, when he was healed from his fatal and terminal disease, went into the house of the Lord because Hezekiah loved the house of the Lord. I was glad, David said, when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. 
if you're not David this morning, who are you? If you're not like David, who are you like? Saul? Are you like Saul? There is no comparison between David and Saul. That is black and white. That is good and bad. Are you like Saul? Saul spent the last night of his life with the witch of Endor. God killed Saul on the battlefield and had the Philistines take him back to one of their capital cities and nail him to a wall so that his body could be desecrated. Saul's bones were burned with fire. He wasn't buried in a sepulcher of the king. If you're not David, are you Absalom? Fair-haired wonder boy, but rebellious and wicked? And the Lord caught him in the branch of a tree and hung him there between heaven and earth for Joab to have dart practice on him. That is the end of Absalom. Or you like Doeg the Edomite. Who are you going to be like if not like David? We just heard in the back room this morning by our brother Adam that it's a choice that we make and we need to reset ourselves every time we come into the house of the Lord that we want to be like David, that we appreciate the house of the Lord, that we're going to get excited about it. Excitement is not something that you wait for. Excitement is something that you choose. And so choose it. Choose ye this day whom ye will serve, the world outside these doors or the Lord inside these doors in this assembly. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And David could be part of a group and part of an assembly, though king, and dance with all his might, rip off his royal clothes so that his wife thought he was naked and unfit to be king. He would do that because he loved the Lord and the Lord's worship so much. Let's be the same way. It's a choice. So let's be the same way this morning. Heavenly Father, blessed God, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Almighty God, our Father in heaven, we pray that you will forgive us for ever coming into your house, unlike David. You have given us a sneak peek into his heart in the book of Psalms, and we are able to see the passion of the man after your own heart. Help us to be like David. Oh Lord, forgive us. Forgive us the weakness of our flesh, the weakness of our hearts, the carnality of our minds, the temptations of our flesh toward the things of this world, and redirect us and lift us up by your Spirit toward the things which are above. Heavenly Father, you tell us to do so, but we need your help. And if you will help us, we will do so by setting our affection on things above and not on things on the earth. Heavenly Father, we read in Acts, the second chapter, about the great church in Jerusalem. But we know that that great church in Jerusalem was greatly blessed by the mighty power of Pentecost. And we pray for that power to arrest us today and to redirect us today and to lift up our hearts and to lift up our minds in your worship, in your house. Heavenly Father, It is for the cause that we are here today. And it is for the cause that we pray unto thee this way. This is the Lord's day. 
This is the day of thy son. Bless us in it. We are with the Lord's people. Names written in the Lamb's book of life. Bless us accordingly. We have the Lord's word with us and the Lord's truth here. We pray that you will bless us because it is your truth and it is your people and it is your day and it is your house and it is your worship. Heavenly Father, not unto us, not unto us give any glory, but unto thy own great name. Glorify thyself to us and through us, and we will give thee all the glory. We gladly and humbly submit to thee that our purpose in this universe is thy glory and thy honor, and we gladly give it to thee. Heavenly Father, we thank thee that you have called us and chosen us out of this world to be your children and to worship thee this way. Thank you for showing us the truth. Thank you for revealing thyself to us that we might come this morning and do what we are about to do. Oh, Lord, bless our feeble efforts. Oh, Lord, guide our feeble thoughts. And oh, Lord, revive our feeble passion that we might be more enthusiastic and full of zeal for thy worship. Heavenly Father, everything we pray, everything we pray for ourselves, we ask for all our brethren around the world meeting in assemblies in all nations in sincerity and in truth that you will bless them the same way as we seek it here. Heavenly Father, let the word of the Lord have free course and be glorified in all places. Let your kingdom be strengthened and broadened, deepened, and multiplied by the mighty power of your Spirit. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the head of this church. He is the cornerstone of this church. He is the bishop of this church. He is the good shepherd and the great shepherd. He is the captain of our salvation. He is the effectual door for us. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is our Lord and Savior. He's our Redeemer and Mediator. He is the Apostle and High Priest of our profession. Without Him, we are nothing and have nothing. It is all about Him this day. Heavenly Father, glorify Thy Son in our midst and let us glorify Him by worship according to the due order in spirit and in truth. We thank Thee for the inspired and preserved Word of God, which is a lamp to our feet and a light to our pathway. O Lord, show us Your will for our lives, and we will do it. Bless us now in everything that we seek to do. In Jesus' name, amen.